Okay. Aaron Dunn here. You are listening to the Strong Calm Podcast. Thank you so much for doing that, where we talk about strong communication, strong communicate, uh, strong community building, and how those two things build strong company, whether that's the company that you have created or the company that you keep. Today, I'm joined by my friend, James Bowen, a.k.a. JB Special. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good to see you. i um, been watching from afar for a while, and uh, I like what you're doing. Definitely forward-thinking, especially in this environment, and um, you definitely have a first-mover advantage, and I'm really excited to see how this develops as, as you develop this craft. Well, thanks, man. I really yeah. appreciate that. I, uh, the feeling is mutual because I've really respected how you've built um, a fan base and a following here locally and how you've maneuvered in your career as a DJ um, over time. Uh, I've always respected how you've done it. And of course, you know, even more than that, or actually less than that, but you know, I love the music you, you play. <laughs> yeah, well, like, like yeah, it's good uh, music and you do a great job. No, so thank you, man. I, I can always count on that. So that's good. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I've noticed that, you know, we've generally vibed outside of music and I strongly believe that, you know, music is the pillars where people hang out energetically. And so I think a big part of how we, we kind of, collaborate and have always gotten along and, and kind of respected each other is you know we are kind of the same energy in some senses and I think that music does bring a lot of same energies together I mean of course there's like statistical anomalies and there's people out there but generally a lot of people that like the same music kind of have the same energy I've noticed definitely definitely so uh, I, I would totally agree um, for the people who may not know uh, what what music do you play and what what kind of energy do you <laughs> you give out uh well um i mean that's a kind of a deep question so i have three identities inside myself that i like to express um via music and the jb special one is generally um it's it started you know as something else but it's kind of developed now into like i like people to push their limits and their boundaries and i like people to feel sexy and uh, in a classy environment. So I, I like like sexy bass house music. I mean, that's, that's I mean, it, it brings out, I wanna bring out the animal and people that they are um, because sometimes um, maybe even more so here, it's kind of hard to let your inner animal out uh, without feeling um, exposed or vulnerable. So that's, mm. that's, that's the energy I try to push out at my gigs currently. That's legit. <laughs> yeah. So so that's one of the three. Yeah, one of the three. Um, Are you open to discussing the other yeah, two? Yeah, yeah. So Share um, the other two before I, you so, know. <laughs> so there's another side project. Um, uh, it's called Rain Through the Window. So I noticed whenever I lived in Tyler, uh, you know, I was going through, I was going to school and then I was doing DJing. And then my last year here, I had a lot of time on my hands. So I was really focusing on making music. And I started noticing that when it was raining, I couldn't make hype sexy music. It was like this like emotional, maybe from my teenage years part came out. So it's like real emotional music with like guitar and me singing. And uh, it's like a side project that I've been sitting on a while. Um, I'm thinking about maybe releasing it soon, but it's kind of like, it's like the raw emotion of me. Um, and it's kind of like a little more sad, but it's cool because like sometimes I'll have a bad feeling or a bad situation in my life and I can write a song about it and once I do that I can like compartmentalize it and just mm. put it away it's kind of like a coping mechanism <laughs> in a way yeah um, but I don't really expose much of that uh, my close friends have heard it um, but other than that it's it's not out there in the public yet interesting that, that's awesome I, I agree with you in that like how art 
can be those, you know, coping mechanism. I, you know, I, I think that gets a bad rap in that, you know, sometimes our bad feelings, that's where we should put our bad feelings. We shouldn't put them in self-harm or we shouldn't put them in, um, you know, abuse of any kind. If it's substances or uh, bad relationships, maybe, or what have you, we should put it into an other creative, constructive expression. Right. And like, you know, poetry has been that for me. And then just any other type of, you know, expression to where you can turn it into something that's um you know you can share with somebody else right makes it that much better and that much more manageable because you can actually see there's that energy now Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's it lives here in that two minutes or that you know piece right and then it's it's just a little bit easier to i don't know move move with it right i totally agree and um yeah i mean like yeah you hit it it's just like you can focus your energy that's not necessarily so good in other ways and, and release it like it's just a release it's like how do you release that that bottled up you know carbonation you know because life being a human is hard it's tough <laughs> you, you got to work at it and uh and there's nothing wrong with you know putting out something that coincides with that and that that's that part of you and and what i've noticed too with music is if you write from inside yourself it writes itself like yes um, it, it's it's the flow state it's anyone that does sports or that's good at anything. It's getting that good breath, you know, getting the good oxygen and really, you know, consciously breathing and just letting it flow out of yourself. And then sometimes, like, you know, I can spend eight hours one day on a song and nothing will click. But if I hit the flow state, I can write a song in an hour and I don't even remember it. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like it just it's almost like you're a, I don't know, a channel, maybe. <laughs> yeah. A channel of energy through, you know, your higher intelligence, God, yourself, what you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, um, man, we can go in a lot of different directions <laughs> here for sure. We've got a lot to talk about, but a limited amount of time. You've got a show tonight, um, and you're here for a limited amount of time. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit because you're living in L.A. now. Right. And you're, But you're kind of – were you born here? Uh, so I was Tyler? born in Florida, but primarily I was raised in Tyler. So okay. I, I, I would consider, like, I kind of moved back and forth, but I think, you know, after like fifth grade or whatever, I was here. So I would say I was pretty much raised in Tyler. Got it. Uh, got it. So as a, as a DJ who, who produces, um, I mean, you're a, a producer, a DJ, and you primarily stay within the, the electronic music down tempo like what genres would you say right and well in the environments that i have to operate here um i would say yeah like i stay in house like house music because like i said yeah i I believe that you know the energy you put out through your music attracts certain energies like i can generally find the people who are going to vibe with certain energies and like you know a real popular energy is like monies and money and cars and and you know like being uh like a pimp or you know whatever you want to call it sure and turning up and and you can you can play that out you know and sometimes i have to in certain environments um but you're gonna attract a certain energy that vibes with that and i've and i've found you know myself being to m- going to many shows between like burning man and edc and and the people that i vibe with meeting out in la house music is a common denominator generally for a certain flow state you just like to go with the flow it's mm-hmm. like it's it's really easy it's repetitive but it it's a flow state and that's why i appreciate that music yeah, I agree in that, like, I've got, uh, you know, my Spotify playlist, and um, that's the, I, I've got a huge playlist of of that type of house music primarily, 
that has some jazz influence, some hip hop influence mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But mainly, and that's probably why we vibe so well is that, that, that energy is what I like. I like the, the stuff that's, I don't have to go way up high. I don't, it's not really like a, it's not a depressing energy or right. a slow down energy, but it's a, a constant kind of churn, this, right. this, this type of uh, pulse of of i don't know life that i that i like and a lot of times house music is like it's long tracks right so you can really kind of get into that vibe for a while and uh that's that's another thing i really appreciate about it so with with you were you just always kind of gravitating toward that uh no i uh who was it i was sitting at like my second edc and i was sitting on the ground and i heard it was a guy named maximano and I noticed that I could sit down and vibe and I could stand up, um, you know, because primarily when I first got into music or when I was younger, you know, I went from metal, um, you know, playing the guitar and then, you know, metal has drops and then the, you know, the dubstep right. 2011 Skrillex came out and I love Skrillex from, from first to last. Uh, a lot of people hate on him, but dude works hard. Um, he plays like 300 shows a year. Uh, I, I know what that's like on a small level in Tyler. I couldn't even imagine flying and, uh, and doing that. So, I started off with, I feel like what a lot of people do is, you know, when you're younger, you want to go against the grain. So mm-hmm. it's like dubstep and like, let's headbang. And, uh, yeah. you know, like, you know, we're fresh. We're like, yeah. we, we want to fight the world. And then like, as I got older, I noticed, like, like I said, I want to go with the flow. Um, I'm not going against the grain. Like, I just want to be happy. Like, you know, I'm not. Uh, so I, I kind of gravitated towards that energy. Like I said, I think music is energy and uh it's like you know it's the pillars of energy where people hang out so that's that's what gravitated me towards the house music awesome so uh, how did you come up with that kind of that ethos it's the second time you said it the pillars of energy where people hang out um because i see it that's what i do um i can't even be in a club and have fun uh i'm watching and i'm studying and like that's my job like sometimes i'll even you know be in a restaurant like uh i was at first watch actually with my sister and I, just, I do kind of have a steering problem because I'm very interested in the environment and how it's influenced because, you know, I spent, you know, since Coretta, so like almost 10 years being put in a room three to five times a night watching the energy and influencing it. Yeah. So you start noticing um, correlations and, and pillars, which is music. Like I know certain songs I can play. I know, you know, not saying, you know, like, there's not statistical anomalies, but there is stereotypes for certain music that some people do operate in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just started noticing, like, you know, if I play this song, that's going to be a pillar of energy where I know a certain group of people are going to hang out. And mm-hmm. if I play this song, that's going to be a pillar of energy where other people. So it's just it's just kind of my way to view music. To Man, that's that's really incredible. And um, I, I think that um, I really pick up on it because one time um, – we were at a location here in Tyler. We were playing, and mm-hmm. I went up behind you. You know, we were hanging out in you know in the booth and stuff. And you were in your zone, in your element. And um, you said, y- you pointed out to like a particular table, and you said, "Those are the people I'm focused on right now." Right. And uh, I was like, "Okay," you know. And I'm just like watching you work. But then, like, it it was it was awesome to to hear that because like a lot of times people don't we love DJ, we, you know, like, you know, we love the music you play, but we don't understand the mindset of like right. where you're coming from and, and wh- what your objectives are, or, you know, of course we know what your objectives are, right. but like how you think about it. Right. But that was like a really cool insight where you're like, th- that's the one that I'm focused yeah, on. Yeah. And you're playing to that particular person or group or, you know, 
party or whatever it is. Right. That's that's really uh, interesting way of thinking about it in, in terms of like you're kind of reverse engineering uh, this person in this corner of the room at, at one point and then you're trying to balance it with this other right at the same time right yeah you uh, so like something I like to do at the beginning of my gigs is if people aren't you know if it starts off slower or depending on what environment I'm in you watch their feet they'll tell you they'll tell you if they like it or not so um, it's really important to realize a who's gonna stay probably B who has the most energy and C can you get them moving their feet? Because I can identify pretty quickly. Like tonight, I'll be at Cork, and there'll be people eating, and I'll play, you know, some probably like some nice house music, and I'll start watching their feet, and I'll start making notes in my mind. Okay, these are probably going to be my first movers, so I'm going to cater to them in my own style. And then you try to get them out there because no one wants to be the first people dancing. You have to have four people that are already yeah. out there, and then everyone, you know, anxiety is a thing for people. Uh, yeah. So you got to cater um, to, to the people that are moving their feet or they're giving you the subtle movements or giving you the looks. And then you bring them out there and then it, it's uh, it's like herd mentality or snowball effect, however you want to look at it right. in that, in that yeah. regard. So that's the warm-up is the most important part of the set, I believe, um, and the most overlooked part from what I've seen from some performances. Awesome. Awesome. Um switching gears a little bit to 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 community building because you're you know you're building that community on the dance floor to have that shared experience essentially right is what you're doing Mm -hmm. um so but i'm really interested in in how you've been able to build a fan base here in tyler uh like what's your what's your read on tyler because electronic music and house music is really not there's no there's not like a scene in east texas right this is a hard place to to do it even though there's people that you know vibe with the music and stuff right this is not a you know there's not a lot of um lounge right you know, yeah. settings there's a lot of country bars or you know what yeah. have you here so like uh for you you know coming up how long you've been doing djing now uh i'd say about 10 years now 10 years um yeah but it started off as like <laughs> uh not knowing you know how big the iceberg was and like you know I, I i threw myself into it but at the beginning like i was doing karaoke um, I would have two laptops with YouTube open on each side because I didn't have the money for a mixer at a time. And I would just like I would make notes of like when to start this song and that song. And, and so like it, you know, 10 years, I would say like That's six, six years of, of like real D like real DJ. And I, I, if you want to, you know, mixing and blending and, and really knowing how to manipulate an environment. Yeah, dude, that's respect the hustle there like the <laughs> right? youtube clipping that's, yeah yeah that's legit and um, hey no shame in the game man no. you had to do what you got to do yeah and uh you know that's I, I think that's awesome so when i'm I, one question i wanted to ask was like when did you say like have you always wanted to like my career is going to be a dj i'm going to be a dj i'm going to do it and and this is how i'm going to do it like like when did that kind of moment of clarity happen to where you're kind of like okay you know screw everything else i'm right. going for it um I actually never thought about it. Um, I just operate. I just existed, and life pushed me into it. Um, you know, school was always the main goal um, due to uh, financial restrictions at the beginning and just, like, you know, being a, an 18-year-old trying to figure out the world. Sure. It took me a little bit longer. Um, so that was always, um, I guess, if you ever see Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, you yeah. know, it's self-actualization to the top. So it was always a student. It was always like, I got to finish school. I got to be the first one in my family to, to do this. So it's like DJing was always on the back burner um, as far as like, I never was thinking like, this is my career. It's like, this is something that I do that brings an income that allows me to, you know, do what I have to do to make it to school. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that was kind of 
but once I graduated, that's, you know, that was like 2017. So that's when I really started thinking about this as like a real, you know, a real career. Um, but it's kind of really been a career since I've been seven, you know, 18 circuit city shut down. Uh, I was the, the tech manager there and, uh, I had band equipment. So I started doing karaoke at Coretta's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so it just kind of it just kind of started from there, and then it was just something I did because I had work. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just was always there. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like a tool in your toolkit. But then over time, it's just progressed into this um, career that you have mm-hmm. that you've been able to kind of build and build and build on right, top of. Right, right. It's pretty interesting. Um, I I think that's really interesting because I see that in my own life in in different ways, and I think that it's like as 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 long as you just don't stop, it's amazing right. where you can go. Right. And like what can materialize and like I see it in retrospect and like, you know, the, the stuff that I do now and like I'm really passionate about digital communication, communicating with people via the Internet and that kind of thing. But I like look back in my mind's eye at like when I was a, a, in middle school and stuff when the Internet and like AIM. And yeah, like, you know, yeah. away messages, and and, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. And like and like I was fascinated by that. You know, right. what I mean, I was really interested in that. And like. It's 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 weird because for me it has been like a training ground. A lot of people had the same experience of like you know doing the Zanga or the MySpace page mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But you know for the longest time I've really enjoyed trying to do the most I could with it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And it's interesting how like I never thought of it as I'm going to make like I never thought of it as you know this is what I'm going to do for my the rest of my life and my job. Right. It just has been you know, this is what I enjoy doing and I'm just going to keep doing it. And then all of a sudden, oh, you look back and look what you got. Yeah. yeah. It's and like, oh, I, I, I can provide this as a service to somebody else. Right. While also scratching my itch in a way. Right. Yeah. And I think that you're right on is like, I think me personally, I can't speak for anyone else, but sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the big picture. Hmm. Um, and I think Steve Jobs said something. I think it was him. He said something along the lines of like, you cannot connect the dots moving forward. You can't. So what that means to me is like, what are you doing every day to make a dot that eventually you could connect them all together to make a big picture? And I think that's the important thing is doing 1% every day because at the end of the year, that's 356% and that's yeah. phenomenal. And if you can achieve that. So, so like, like, like what you're saying is, is I think, you know, just connect the dots, just do what you love, put out that energy, people will feel it. You know, if you like what you do, I can feel like right now you you love this. You know, you look at this awesome studio you've got going on. Like, so just just make your dots. Where, yeah. wh- whatever you feel, um, don't try to make a quick buck. You know, I think later we'll probably get into marketing, but you know, main thing is what are you in business for? Because you love your customers and you love it, or are you in business to make a quick buck? Because I'm going to tell you which one's not going to work. Right. And you're going to learn pretty quickly which one's not going to work. So exactly. just make sure it's organic with what you like. Don't, you know, don't look at someone else and think, oh, I want that. It's like, no, no, no. Look inside yourself. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. And make some dots. That's awesome, man. Strong calm for sure. So um, as far as, uh, so you live in L.A. now. Yes. How long have you lived in L.A.? Uh, so it was uh, over, over a year. It was like New Year's of, I guess, going into 2018. I did like the New Year, New Me thing. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> on a way bigger level than I anticipated but uh really? but yeah so it's like it's been you know a year and uh, we're in April so a year and four months awesome so how's that experience been I mean we're we're in Tyler Texas the thriving metropolis of East Texas yeah here. right from a hundred thousand to 
what is it? The I mean, it's uh, to 16 million in the surrounding areas. I think four million in LA. But yeah. like, and it's but, the highest concentration of humans essentially in in America. Yeah, almost on the planet. Yeah, I think it's it's close. I think it's like third in the world or something oh like that. Um, so developed world. <laughs> tell me about it. How's that experience been um, so far? It's been great. Uh, so I guess like a a pre notion I'll give is like you know like whenever I do go to the beach frequently and I watch the sunset and it's like uh. It's really beautiful because you'll see the orange in the sky and then you'll see the blue on the ground. And the reason I think it's so beautiful is because of the contrast. Um, contrast is something that you need and something that I didn't have. So I've had, you know, a, a small town experience and like it. And then I jump into like, um, you know, I think maybe one of the hardest levels you could jump into. Um, so it's been like a huge growing experience. And I will say I I recommend that most people completely turn their world upside down because you learn so much about yourself and uh it's been good it's been the contrast i needed um i don't know if it's my forever home um you know because i needed that contrast to realize like you know i have a lot of good friends and family in texas and you know it's it's not that i ever didn't appreciate it but once you go out and all your contacts are let's do business or let's make music and it's not you know i do have a couple of friends there that i've made but it's a hustle out there. You know, it's, you know, four miles of travel could take an hour if you do it at the wrong time. So you're not going to your friend's house to just, oh, hey, let's just hang out and play a video game or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a way faster pace of life. Um, it's it's good right now for me because it's, it's just teaching me a lot about myself. Um, it's, been, it's been a crazy transition, though. It's like um, my your environment really does affect you in, in, in weird ways. And I don't think that I could be exposed to some of the things I've been exposed to unless I moved. And it's and it's it's probably, you know, I got a bachelor's degree at UT Tyler, but I think I'm going to have to start saying I got a master's in Los Angeles, like 100%. <laughs> like even, I even paid for it too. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so like sure. I really got a master's I think in Los Angeles and in business and in music and and how those things integrate. Yeah. Um definitely. Yeah, just because you've leveled leveled up in terms of like who you're connected with is that yeah really, yeah, like, yeah it's like a whole um, nother ball game yeah it's like i'm water and i've changed the glass and mm. uh so it's shaped me in different ways that i just wasn't exposed to and i mean that's that's all anything is is are you aware of it you know you want to get into this podcasting stuff google something start focusing your awareness on you know microphones and like studio booths and what queuing is and you know like mm-hmm. so it's just forced me to shift my awareness and I think it's helped me as a DJ, as a person, um, as a partner, you know, to my girlfriend, as a brother, as a son. Um, it's just really made me appreciate a lot of things. Um, and, you know, I don't, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, what's it like coming back to Tyler? You must hate it and stuff. And it's like, I feel like a lot more well-rounded. And it's not that game anymore. Because I hear a lot of people like, you know, I'm ready to get out of Tyler. It sucks here or this. But it's like life is what you make it. Anywhere you're at, if you're mm-hmm. miserable here, you're gonna be miserable there. Like you, you, it's what are you doing on the daily? What dots are you making? Maybe that's that's what you need to be thinking about. I I respect you saying that. It's not the first time that that has come up on this podcast, and uh, I hate to belabor the point, but at the same time, it's it's I, that is a point that I've um, ultimately like want to drill down into people, and because I've heard it so many times, in that like Tyler sucks, I want to get out of here. East Texas is awful, and I want to I want to bolt. And um, there are definitely things that could use some improvement, but more often than not, there's something the internal that oh yeah that there's there's an internal disconnect um, that's sometimes overlooked um, that that wouldn't go away if you 
changed places mm-hmm. because the place that you will never leave is the place right that you're in right now is 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 in yourself and um you know it could be that you just i mean you multiply the the population you only multiply your problems yeah you know yeah I mean? exactly and uh and i think that i could see how someone moving to a big city with not a lot of good internal dialogue come on or like going on inside of them you know you're going to attract even bigger problems that you you know like there's there's a lot of energy there and there's a lot of uh there's a big spectrum and if you have the wrong energy you could attract you know like probably five best friends that have even worse energy than that and it's probably going to just be like a a downward spiral of just like horrible energy i would i would assume right right so um when because like i, I never thought that was your case in terms of like like when you moved or, you know, you, you, you moved from, from Tyler to, to LA and you, you said you were doing that. It was more of a, he's leveling up himself. Like you, you're ready to go to that next level of, of to challenge yourself and, and to move into this, to, to really just find out, you know, what's possible to right. push your limits, like to use your own uh, words where you're, you're, you're ready to push your own limits. Yeah. You weren't trying to escape anything. You were really uh, just trying. Yeah. To, I was just trying to see, you know, um, you know, honestly, a big part of that was going out to Burning Man. And uh, so I guess if to explain that as shortly as possible, it's a pop-up city that doesn't exist um, two weeks prior to the event. And so typically what you see there is people bring in their passions. Um, so something they're really good at. Like example, everything's free. Uh, you can't buy anything there except for ice and there's porta potties. Everything else is radical self-reliance. So there's a bar called Oscar's bar. It's been there for like 20 years and it's some guy named Oscar who loves running bars and it's free. And like, that's what he brings to the playa or to the black rock city or the burning man, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And you know, me, I'm passionate about speakers and sound. That's what I contribute. Um, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to do these things. So you, you get submersed into everyone who is completely a hundred percent over the top passionate about what they're doing. And, I was just like, wow, you know, and I started generally noticing that a lot of the people that I was vibing with in that direction were from, you know, bigger metropolises and like L.A. was a big part of that. So I was just thinking that it wouldn't hurt to submerse myself in areas where maybe that people, you know, are just grinding and following out their passions because it, you know, it's hard in L.A. um, And if you're not doing something you love, you'll you'll probably get your mind will probably get grinded away pretty quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would I would assume. So that was the seed that planted it in a way. Uh, was to, yeah, just like to, wanting to push it to the next level because I started. I'm starting to meet people and encounter people who are at the level that I could potentially um, go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like yeah, I just wanted to change. I just wanted after school. I was like, I have to do something else. I have to do something more. And actually, LA kind of made me realize that that's a little bit of a complex I have, and I think it might have to do with like a father, you know, no father figure. So mm. it's like, I have to push myself. I have to push myself. It's like, I have to prove something, but it's like, it's cool because like, I can't push myself any harder. So it's cool. Cause it's like, now what do you do? Like, it's like, now I have time to think about, you know, instead of the straight, like linear thinking, like do this, proceed, do this, like Mario, like beat this boss, go to this. Um, it's yeah. like, now I get to think about the spectrum and you know, what do I want next in life? I've had the, the, the big city thing. And it's like, so now what do I want to do, I guess, for like, I don't know what's next, but it's it's for once it's not geared towards how can I push myself? Because I feel like I just, I don't know how I could push any any harder. I really don't. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that's, I appreciate you sharing that. The Because uh, I feel that as well. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know 
really why. Maybe it could be a, a fatherly thing, but you know, I've I'm blessed to have a, a dad in my life. But at the same time, I've I've I feel that I've learned a lot of my work ethic from my dad because mm-hmm. he's constantly working. He literally gets up at five, goes to work, and then after he he works, he does his own like uh, mowing business. Okay, and um, you know, I've you hear the you are your father's son type okay. th- that thing to where like me I'm set it's Saturday and you know, I'm kind of doing a, a what I consider like a work thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's an extracurricular activity that like I'm passionate about, but it's like something I really didn't have, to, I don't have to do, you know what I right, mean? Right. Right. But I, I think that I kind of inherit that from him and I always feel this need. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard for me to sit still yeah. and, and say, okay, it's enough like it's okay it's okay to relax right it's okay to relax (laughs) like i i don't know why it is like it's just i it's really hard for me to do that uh but i think that that's the case with a lot of people who have a big ambition to do something right um i i do uh, you you definitely have a huge ambition to uh you know make something happen right right is it is it any particular like is there a particular thing that that I'm going for. Yeah. Uh so there was, but uh the more I learn about life is like essentially, you know, someone is a big entity of energies within themselves. So I just entertain things that I like in the music of, you know, cuz I'm a computer nerd at heart. That's most electronic music producers are. It's basically being good at the computer and, you know, programming things. So, um I'm just going to continue to push what I love, which is, you know, science and technology and sound good sound um speakers and uh just like you know gadgets and gizmos whatever you want to call them but it's like it's amazing now that you can put you know what's in your head you can translate that into a computer program and you can you know it's not a hundred percent but you can translate the symphony in your mind and i think that to me you know if if that's all i had sitting on an island you know and the world was going to end but i could sit and just create the the energy or music if you want to call it um i think you know music is energy expressed in time um but that that's that's just what i want to do you know that's what i love so if it has to do with speakers sound waves uh or making music i'm just going to do that and i think that that's the way for you know you're not going to limit your opportunities in life because if if you just want to pick this one linear line in the 360 degree spectrum you might miss out on something you didn't know you could do and so my goal to answer your question is just to put out energy um, musically in the environments, Tyler Giggs, uh, with Bass Boss, who I've recently been working with, um, and just see where that takes me. I'd, I'm not going to have a goal because that I think that that is a catalyst to maybe driving you a little crazy. <laughs> Man, I yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, because like for me, you know, my passion is communication. I, I really love communicating in a lot of different ways. I love digital communication. I love uh, poetry. You know, I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy rap music. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy community building. I love networking. I love connecting with other people and talking about things, you know. Like, right. Um, and, and, and that focused conversation, which is why, you know, a podcast is a, is a thing for me. You know yeah. what I mean? But I think if I was focused on, I want to have the number one podcast in the world or America or Texas, mm-hmm. I would go crazy a little bit. Like, I would, uh, you know, it's yeah. just, but that's not the, that's not the point. The whole point is to really learn from you and your experience, your unique experience, and learn how I can take your unique experience and possibly grow from 
you know, what you've learned right. you know, in, in your life, you know what I mean? And hopefully, you know, as I record it and that kind of stuff, other people can do that as well. And I can do that forever. Like I could do that forever without getting paid or getting paid or whatever. And I'm okay. You know, right. like it's not at the end of the world type thing. And I think that's a really good point that to share is that it's not all about climbing to the peak. Right. It's, it's about, you know, just enjoying the view as you keep on going up, right. you know what I mean? Or, you know, you progress forward. You're not always, you know, if you're going to take the mountain, like I've always considered life as a, as a mountain climb for whatever reason. Right. I'm a Capricorn. Maybe that has a <laughs> okay, okay. thing to do because like yeah. it's a goat and stuff. Uh, I've, I've, I've related my uh, life and progress in life to like climbing mountains and like really getting to a peak or a summit or what have you. Right. But the more that I, I, I live, the more I realize how important it is to just, just keep climbing and, yeah. and enjoy the view and realize know? that there's in the climb it goes sideways too like i yeah. think i think a big problem and you know this could sound weird but it's like you know in school you're taught to linear think it's like a plus b equals c or you know and it's like get the test grade move up move up move up but they don't teach you like you can be where you're at and move sideways and like you can chill there for a while you don't have to keep that pressure going like in fact you know um when I'm stressed or, you know, if, if I do get to that way, like my brain is not where it needs to be. Right. And, and it's like writing music really shows me that, you know, cause sometimes I, I will be stressed and I'll try to vent and writing music and nothing works. Um, so, you know, stress will really slow down your mind. Mm. And I think if you're focused on that straight linear mountain climb, you're going to limit yourself by at least 40% mental capacity because you're not in the moment. You're worried about the future. Yeah. And, and, the future, the future's it. not here yet. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's really an illusion. Um, all you have is now. So, you know, do those dots. Uh, even, you know, it doesn't have to be straight up, you know. And I think everyone's seen the graph where it's like what I think success looks like. And it's this straight line. But then what it really is is it's a bunch of circles. And, and there's nothing wrong with learning a lesson. And then it's going to loop back around you next year even harder. Like, you exactly. know, it's like those lessons are always going to come back hopefully stronger and and hopefully you learn from the last one and, and you're you know rising a little bit but don't make that the focus i would that's stressful <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so uh you you touched on base boss a little bit and um so i wanted to kind of highlight that so we talk a little bit about community building communication so strong company um you you're not you're a you're a you're a dj you're a full-time producer just because that's who you you know it's just part of who you are yeah, that's it's who I like you to are do. Uh -huh. but uh but as far as your your work goes you're with base boss tell us about base boss and what that what, what that is and what you do for them okay so cool unique um you know because before i worked with base boss i was a customer and uh so part of my complex to push things really hard was to find the best sound um, especially with electronic music because you're dealing with frequencies that aren't even heard, they're felt. Um, and that's part of the dance music is it's felt and it makes you move. Um, so, you know, after I had a few sound systems, uh, I started really getting deep into the science because I think, you know, like I bought a QSC KW181 and like that's the go-to guitar center top tier. Like that's like, you know, um, and if you go in a store for what they have to demo, that's the best one you can get. And I ended up with a couple of those and I just wasn't getting that the, the feeling and the quality that I wanted. Like, you know, whenever you go to a big concert or a big show where, like, you don't have a choice. You're moving because yeah. you feel it and it feels good. And 
I mean, it goes, it touches on energy that I believe in. And I wanted to transmit my energy at the highest resolution possible. Like if you're, if you're a, a if you do photography, you're not going to use a monitor that's like 800 by 600. Um, and I feel like that's what most entry level speakers are, are low resolutions, um, which is fine for certain applications. But if you really care about your craft, if you're playing, you know, this new music that goes down to 22 hertz, uh, you want to use something that can properly convey that message. And so how I found Bass Boss was seeking more, wanting the best sound. And I definitely found that. So uh, I grabbed a speaker from them. We developed a relationship. Uh, we did a couple Burning Man projects together um, with, uh, with them. And uh, so whenever I moved to L.A., um, we've always had good communication and we always, you know, I've helped them out with a few things and um, the position opened up. Uh, we went to NAM in Anaheim, California, uh, where we did a competition against, you know, some of those sound system companies that have been in the game for a while. Um, and, you know, we were the only ones that had people cheering at the end, you know, like, uh, wow. so it, it was just a good time and a good vibe. And I love the people and a position opened up and they offered it to me. I was like, I gladly accepted it because um, the environment that I've been submersed in through Bass Boss is like hardworking, really intelligent people. And it's like, I definitely want that glass to shape me. That's like a cool part of myself. And I've learned so much, you know, from them. And uh, hopefully it's been the other way too. Uh, so it's like, that's kind of how that, J that job came about. And it's really nice when you believe in your product uh, with what you do. And, you know, that's, what kept my relationship with them before I got hired is I love their product and anyone can, you know, we can argue and I can show you the, the specs and the measurements, but they're the best speaker company. They, they truly are. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I like working with them. Yeah. So you do sales for them, marketing for them? Yeah. Yeah. So I do sales and marketing. Uh, we work on marketing projects, you know, to increase brand awareness. Uh, it's not as big as it's going to be yet. Um, so that's what, you know, we're working on. Uh, we're working on getting the exposure that's needed because in the speaker market, you know, hearing is believing. And um, and that goes to say, too, mm, is like okay. a lot of people don't know what they're missing. Like, they, you know, they have a friend or someone they look up to or some club they've been to. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. Well, um, so the, the challenge is, is getting it in front of people because that, that's all we got to do. If, if you hear a ZV28 or, you know, the right subwoofer, you're, you're like, whoa, okay, something's different. I haven't felt this or heard it like this. Um, so... You know, that's just kind of what we're working on now is, is getting it in front of more people because that's that's all we got to do. If there's no competition once you hear it. Awesome. Awesome. I love uh, I love how you kind of detailed that opportunity, how it came about. And like you, you you were passionate about the product beforehand. So it's just kind of like a it just fits like a glove in terms of correct how you're uh, it, it just integrates with your life. And like it's it's a really easy thing to do with. It's it's easier to sell something when you can believe in the product and you right. actually it's not it, then you're just, not selling yeah that, that's yeah. why it's kind of weird to say sales like it's like yeah, no, I guess I, in uh you know if we do it textbook style it's sales but you know truly it's talking to people like you and me who want who care about their craft and they want to push it it's like how serious are you about what you do how are you representing yourself and like I've met people. We were like, you know, if I'm not getting paid this much, I'm only going to bring, you know, one speaker. Or I'm not bringing subwoofers and stuff. And it just makes me die inside because I'm like, you're representing yourself. Like, ch either charge enough where, you know, you feel motivated to do that or just 
bring what you've got and push it to the next level. You're representing yourself out there. And so, you know, basically my job is to, you know, help increase brand awareness, travel around with them, you know, whenever we go to expos and do certain things. Um, but the main thing that I love is talking to people who want to push their show to the next level. Yeah. And, you know, I just like I I basically just guide them in the right direction. And yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing because every customer that I have, they call me after their first gig and they're like, holy crap. Right. Like, dang. I, I'm so sorry that I wasted money on all these other <laughs> all these other systems. Yeah. But because the the right tool can take you up to oh, that, 100%. that level and not not only that like other people you know hear it in that uh in the way that it's intended or, or whatever it is but it's also it reaffirms your own commitment to your thing and right to that that like an investment it's like oh now i can i can do this like like it's it's, it's all about having that right tool set and right, right. um set of uh yeah the right tool set because if you don't have the right tools you can't do the quality work correct um you know you can only survive on talent so long you know uh, but if the talent and the tools don't complement then you're kind of right you're, you're going to get stuck eventually i agree uh, yeah um i i once heard uh, i recently heard a, a sales trainer say i don't want to fire i don't want to light a fire under you i want to light a fire within you Oh, that's amazing. Who's that, that dope? That is, I mean, yeah, that's that's the key to marketing right there. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was like, man, that is so well said. And I I think it highlights kind of, you know, how you got your opportunity and how I have gotten the opportunities that I have is that uh, you know, with with my position or any other job opportunities that I've gotten, it's always been around this core belief that I've got. And it's not like, hey, I want to I I want this job so it can allow, you know, I I want to take this from this company. It's not that. It's right. I want to build this with you. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And I think there's something that's that's really important about that if anybody's trying to, you know, progress and and really optimize their their life or what have you, it's it's that like okay, well, what do I believe in and you know, what what are these things what do I believe in and what do we share and finding the company or the person that shares those things that you believe in, like ident properly identifying those things. And then all of a sudden though, that those core elements will connect you with people. Correct. And then once you connect with those people, you can actually focus on something together and build a relationship that's right. going to progress. And, uh, that's, that's something that I, I think you're definitely, you've definitely done with baseball. It sounds like, and, um, that that's always the best situation it feels so right at that point yeah. because it's like okay now i can i can help you know light the fire within somebody else right you know what i mean totally as long as we you know everything stays the same in terms of our um, commitment like what we're committed to it's those values that really anchor it right awesome um so that's 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 great so as far as Com so that's that's the business kind of side of company and i always like and we this is something that we've definitely touched on throughout our conversation uh of company that you're building or the company that you keep right and i like i i you you've talked a lot about um just self-discovery and things like that like how you've really I, I can tell that you're a thinker. You're, you're definitely a thinker. You like to learn. To my demise. <laughs> and you're you're definitely a um, you're, you're a um, intelligent guy. That's always you're you're on a quest. I right. guess. 
So like, what, what are some resources and things that you found, uh, it, tools of, the, of your trade, perhaps, um, maybe not your trade, but just like tools that you've been able to find, um, peace in as you continue to progress through your life? Like, what are these things that have helped you, um, find a greater sense of self and, uh, company within yourself uh um so i guess for self you know self-care and self-appreciation i will go with um if no one's delved deep into it the cliche of yoga and meditation well break the cliche (laughs) for us because like meditation's definitely becoming uh more popular Mm -hmm. and wider accepted so like how did you get into it and what have you gotten out of it uh so you know, like I like you, you pretty much nailed me. I'm a thinker to like, like I said, to my demise. Um, I don't know. I didn't know how to relax. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it, I mean, it's tough. Like and I wish more people would express this. Like, it's OK to admit this. Like, it's OK that life could be tough sometimes. And it's OK that you have thoughts that necessarily you don't really, you know, you're not happy about or maybe you don't want to entertain. And I think that that's the important of, you know, meditation or yoga. Um, I think you can achieve it both ways. But I think um, for those people that don't do it, a non-woo-woo way to uh, describe it is, you know, you have a muscle in your head. Your head's a muscle. And sometimes when all the static in life is happening, if you pay attention to every fucking or every sorry, every freaking piece of static, that's going to be hard. Um, so for what it did for me is I started doing it before my gigs just to get, I, cause I started noticing really closely that my energy is felt when I play. Mm. And, and, and if I was going in there and not the best, uh, mood, it would reflect. And there's like, I think there's some, some conscious magic stuff going on. So, um, I had to find a tool and I don't really know how it got into my life. Uh, but I noticed that, you know, if you're sitting there taking deep breaths and you just, you know, focus on your breath, thoughts will come. And at the beginning of your meditation practice, a bunch of thoughts will come. So then you have the thought, and then you focus on your breath. And then you have the thought, and then you focus on your breath. And I would say, for me, after about two months of at least 15 to 30 minutes daily, I started noticing I was developing a resilience to the ex- like the thoughts I didn't want to entertain. Um, so I guess it's like you know opening up Windows Explorer and deleting processes that are taking up your memory and your processing power because you don't need all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I think the human evolution we've been trained to be in a mindset that keeps us alive, which is worrying about what's going to attack us, what's going to eat us, what's going to kill us. Well, I think this is the golden age. We don't have to focus on those things anymore. Most of the time, generally, we're not having to worry about getting eaten at night. Um, so I think that you know you're evolution has evolved people to um to worry about what's going to attack them all the time and i think that sometimes that that's not a good way to go about things so it would be nice for me whenever i was trying to find a way to not entertain every thought i had because it was it was hard to do that it was very stressful to do that Mm -hmm. so i just noticed man just take some breaths and relax and every time a thought comes focus back on your breath and if you do that long enough you learn how to not entertain every thought that comes in your head because you, sh- in my personal opinion, you should not be entertaining every thought that comes in your head. Yeah. I think a lot of times too is, is that, um, I, I'm definitely somebody who's always consuming and entertain like thoughts as entertainment. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, like I, I love podcasting and I love listening to stuff and I love listening to music and I love, li- you know what I mean? Like I love finding out what's happening or I'll read something or what have you. And, uh, it's information overload. 
Right. And um, I think that's kind of where my weakness be- is, like where where I need to work on. Whereas like 20 minutes, 30 minutes of meditation would be way more beneficial for me than like 20 to 30 minutes on, you know, whatever episode of a podcast or yeah. whatever I'm, no, I'm consuming. It's this, in, instead of the consumption, it's just kind of a, like you said, delete you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, like deleting the folder. Right. I just need to delete some folders out, out of my brain, uh, and it'd probably be uh, pretty beneficial for me. Yeah, I I definitely uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I think everyone you know has their own thing, and maybe it doesn't work for some people. But um, if Oprah and Steve Jobs do it, you should maybe pay a little bit of attention. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good rule of thumb yeah. for sure. It's a good rule of thumb. Um, I think we've covered a lot um, of of what we were talking about covering and stuff. Is there anything you wanna you wanna uh, highlight, shout out, anything like that? Um, before you kind of wrap it up, I don't know. Uh, just you know, I hope you know whoever's listening enjoyed this this podcast and really appreciates your effort because um, this takes a lot of work. Um, it takes time. It takes energy, and uh, you know it, you're definitely doing something big, and um, you have a first mover advantage in this market, and I'm going to be so ecstatic to see where this is at in 10 years I appreciate you know it. we're going to look back at this moment and you know you're going to be like you know i had to interview back then but now i've got you know so and so oprah's going to be on your show or something and right. it's, it's going to be cool but but yeah i just say like i guess like a closing message if i have to give one is you know if uh if you're trying to do something just put a couple dots out each day don't try to linear think about it and just you know climb the mountain you can uh, but I think that that's we both agreed in our pursuits that that's a stressful way to do it. Um, so just do at least like one percent every day. Um, get your energy up and love what you do. Um, and I think that the results will come. Money is just energy from the things that you pursue. And I think it's important to to not focus on the money. I mean, of course, money is important, but I think it's it's more um, it's it's important to focus on what energy you're putting out because money is energy from what you do in a sense and it'll come and just don't let that be the focus i think that that's the main you know the main thing that I, maybe i should Man, express that's, going that's out. some excellent points for sure that's well said well said and i think the you know when you i love how you kind of put everything into um energy right because it's really an interesting way to think about things because the energy you're around is going to influence you too so like oh, if you're yeah. around bad energy it's just going to influence you to do bad you know reinforce that so it's really being intentional on where you place certain things yeah yeah. super super important um are when's new music coming do you got some new music coming yeah yeah so like i mean like late i will say getting adjusted to the traveling and the job um this is probably uh the music's been on the back burner the the most it's ever been which is still not it's it's not on the back burner still um it's kind of cool the other day i was looking at my laptop folder and since 2015 um, there hasn't been a month I've missed of at least a new projects that I've saved. Um, so a big thing that people don't realize is, you know, a lot of house music and electronic music, it's not timeless. It's disposable. That's great. I mean, I, I get that. It's like it's made to, to control and program environments. Um, so you don't release everything you make. Um, so I would say, you know, I have tons of, you know, new music I'm working on. I just... Uh, I just got to see what direction I want to go with and what I want to release next. Cause I can't just be constantly putting stuff out. Uh, I don't want to saturate myself. Um, so, um, I'm working on some stuff that I think is next level for me. So I just want to get it 
perfected, no rush. Um, and then, you know, I'll probably be releasing a couple things soon. Maybe that Rain Through the Window project. Um, and actually, the, the three-song EP I have done with that has meditation tracks at the end where I've, like, recorded rain, my breath. Um, so, because I have a couple friends who, like, are interested and, you know, I, I, I'm once I get more comfortable with myself, which I'm, I'm getting there, I want to put out, you know, uh, binaural beat guided meditations just to help people out. Um, I think that that, you know, if you haven't looked up binaural beats, there's, you know, forced brain chemistry going on there. And I think that um, a lot of people could really benefit from that. And if I could help, you know, even five people have a better day, like I'm totally down with that. Because like I said earlier, it's hard to be a human sometimes. And I think more people should acknowledge that. And we shouldn't be folding our arms. We should be hugging. <laughs> uh, I guess if that's a hippie way to put it. But it's true. And I think that, you know, we notice that in culture with the suicides and with, mm. you know, people being depressed. Like, I'm sure that there's a lot more, you know, SSRI medication prescriptions going on these days uh, than there used to be. Um, depression's a, a big thing that a lot of people are dealing with. So I think that it's important to um, be communal in your emotion and help people, you know, that are having a hard time. Because sometimes life's hard. It's a, you can't have night without day. You can't have good without bad. So, you know, if you're going to be happy, you're going to have the contrast. <laughs> so I think that that's important to realize. And, you know, if you ever have to reach out to a friend, I think you should. You know, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Man, awesome. Well said. I can tell you're, you're such an intentional guy, man. It's it's <laughs> it's great to like have a good conversation with you because yeah, you, you are a man of intention and, um, but you're not without, um, you're not without like empathy and and you've, right. you've got a lot of um nuance about you too so it's well, thanks it's, man <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's really uh, i appreciate your your thought process and things because like when you know you think about music these days it's it is very disposable and because a lot of people find it very easy to make and so it's like just but because it's easy just because it's easy shouldn't mean you should you know right doesn't mean you should and um for somebody like you like you're, you're really creating something special which is again it's going to be timeless and I, I really appreciate you doing that and um putting that type of thought and effort into it right it, it doesn't go unnoticed oh so, cool thanks uh, yeah <laughs> uh man awesome conversation i think we could talk for like another hour yeah. probably but um you're a dedicated guy you're building relationships you move with integrity you have a will about you volition and you do it all with enthusiasm that's a driven mindset so i wanted to have you on the podcast today uh, strong communicator, community builder. I really appreciate your uh, your time, and hope you have a a, a good uh, a good show tonight. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, <laughs> good talk. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Awesome, man. No, it was fantastic. You did great. That was awesome. That was awesome.